Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, regardless of where you're listening from, what time you're listening, thank you for tuning in. Uh, after a, a break for this past weekend with Memorial Day weekend, uh, we are back. Episode 3 of 365 Draft, where we talk all draft all year. Uh, if you are not familiar, my name is Kyle Krabs. I'm the director of scouting over at NDT Scouting. Um, done a couple of these now, so uh, really looking forward to continuing to you know, pull the pull the curtain back a little bit and give you guys some perspective on how I go about my business, especially in this lull period where we're we're really uh, getting close, but at the same time, there's not too much to work with unless you're going back over the previous season's film or, or maybe doing some biographical uh, data collection, which is kind of what I'm doing now as I'm assembling my master list. Uh, but today, um, something that, that I really hold near and dear because it's something that I really felt as though it helped take my evaluation process to the next level, and that is uh, numerical scoring, uh, something that some people agree with, some people disagree with, uh, but I'm going to go over what my evaluation system was like prior and what it is like now, just to give a little bit of an idea of how uh, the way I grade players and how it all falls together has kind of evolved over the past several seasons. Uh, before we get into that, uh, I do, do just want to make two quick notes. Uh, you can visit ndtscouting.com and hear our first couple of podcasts, episode one, uh, was the 2015 NFL Draft Recap show where I, I weighed you know, how draft classes for each team kind of compared against the NDT scouting board. And then episode two was pretty much just a review of... Um, brain fart here. Trait scouting and uh, philosophical premium. So... Uh, uh, Specifically, it would be what are some of the top traits that I look for at each position, uh, and, and we'll get a little bit into trait scouting today as well as something that factors into the numerical scoring that I engage in as well. Uh, in addition, I do want to make a quick shout-out. Uh, if, you, if you are not familiar, the DraftBreakdown.com team, uh, I am one of the uh, senior draft analysts over Draft Breakdown. Uh, we've done some syndicate work throughout 2015, and we're, uh, we're going to be expanding our role a little bit. Uh, we've brought on a couple team members that I'm going to be working with, so I just want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Jason Dinesha, uh, Matt Lapon, Charles McDonald, and Joseph Fariola. Uh, those are the four guys that I'm going to be doing some really cool projects with. I've uh, been doing a lot of brainstorming over the past several weeks. Um, so keep an eye out for those guys. Uh, I'll throw in plugs on Twitter so you guys can find them over there. Uh, you can also find their work starting very soon over at Draft Breakdown itself. So uh, just keep an eye out for those guys. We're going to be doing some really fun stuff for you guys, and we might even get, get some uh, interaction on 365 Draft here as well with those guys. Um, but today's topic of conversation, we're going to be looking at 
uh, numerical scoring systems and where I think the value lies for them. Uh, numerical scoring was something that I adopted prior to the 2014 draft. Uh, prior to that, uh, there was a lot of subjectivity to my evaluations. It was, you look at a player, you, you take into account all of the you know, biographical information, on the field, off field injury history, age, development trends, so on and so forth, and, and you, you kind of just plug these guys into tiers. And some people may not even do that. They just throw a guy up on the board and say, do I like player B better or less than I like player A? And you'd put them above or below, and you'd pretty much go through your entire player list. And almost like a puzzle, you're just trying to find the slot where I like him more than this guy, but not as much as this guy. So that's where he ends up ranked. And that, to me, was something that I really struggled with for the fact that it's very time-consuming and it's difficult to really get a grasp on you know the full player you, you kind of find yourself trending just towards you know success on film or, or you know you have biases towards other guys you think with developmental upside so you end up placing those guys higher and there's just there's a lot of room for error and there's a lot of room for uh, bias there whether it's conscious or subconscious so uh, 2014 was my first year with a numerical scoring system and how you choose to develop something like this is really up to you. Uh, I know I had mentioned trait scouting, trait based scouting and the, the quick lead in and that's something that I've really done well with in, in identifying particular traits and then you score them on these traits and you have a cumulative total for your film grade. Uh, depending on how in-depth you want to get, you could also get athletic metrics and size metrics and, you know, the whole NDT scouting evaluation process has a central film grade and then four quote-unquote peripheral metrics, your uh, size, experience, athleticism, and production scores. Uh, you don't need to get that involved to use numerical scoring. Um, when I first put together the numerical scoring uh, based on traits, uh, there were s several instances where you know where a player ended up just really didn't agree with me, and I think that's where your willingness to be flexible and recognize that the first system that you put together is not going to be a perfect system, uh, that becomes very important because this will evolve as you go. I've been using this for over two years now, and it's continuing to evolve. It's fine tuning. It's tweaking. It's you know, maybe subbing one trait for something else. Maybe it's putting more of a priority on certain traits and adding more weight to the number that you assign them. And we'll get into a couple of different ways that you can approach scoring for traits as well, just to give you a little bit of an idea of uh, a couple ways that you can go about things. Uh, but by and large, if you find yourself disagreeing with your numerical system, don't look at it as a finished product. You know, you can use some test players, go back and look at film from last year's guys, and know where you felt that they should have ranked with just your subjective mind, and try to play with whatever kind of traits and scoring that you might put into place, and try to manipulate that so that it most accurately reflects your personal subjective beliefs. And once you find that balance and you're able to emulate that, by and large, you're going to be able to produce 
organized boards based on numerical scouting that largely reflect what your personal preferences and what your personal philosophies are. There's a couple different ways uh, to construct an overall scale. Uh, the three major ones that I've consistently seen is 1 to 9, 9 being a perfect score, uh, 1 to 10, 10 being a perfect score, and 1 to 100. Uh, a lot of people like the round numbers, so your 10s, 100s, uh, it just makes sense. You can almost put it on that quote-unquote letter grade from, from grade school or high school, and uh, that's something that makes sense for a lot of people because it's an easy number. Uh, 9 is fairly prevalent as well. That's what NDT Scouting uses. And however your splits are determined really is just going to uh, be reflective of how you produce your scoring and what you want to emulate. And this is something that uh, several people have spoken about at length, especially within the last couple of weeks in the aftermath of the 2015 draft. Uh, I know I had an excellent Google Hangout last week with Matt Wallman, Sigmund Bloon, and Dan Hatman. And Dan Hatman brought it up was your bell curve. Uh, so when you have all of your scores done, look for that bell curve and identify you know, where your elite, quote-unquote, elite scores are falling with how you've constructed your own scoring system, where your outliers towards the bottom end, your undrafted free agent talents are falling on the board. Find that median, that middle ground, and that's where your middle round players should be. And ideally, you should have an even amount on both sides falling through as you are working through your constructed list. Uh, the body of the grade, if you're using traits, there's two ways that I really feel like are effective uh, to, to assign scores for traits. So say, for example, quarterbacks, you're looking at ball placement skills or your accuracy skills, uh, your throwing power, your pocket awareness, decision making, um, ability to extend plays with his legs, athleticism, uh, ability to utilize progressions and use the full field of play. You know, you can make this as specific or vague as you personally want for each and every position. You can have five categories. You can have 15 categories. Uh, ultimately, for me, I, I operate with 10 for each position, and I really feel like that, uh, each of those quote-unquote umbrella terms, you're looking at arm accuracy skills. It's, you know, you, you're looking at the quarterback's ability to place a ball on a receiver's hands, protect his receiver, and then as you develop and you, you utilize progressions and decision-making and those general terms, uh, you're allowing yourself some overhang where you should get overlap from each of the ten traits and be able to cover almost anything that you would identify on any particular play. Now with those ten, uh, what I do is, is I put a weight on each of the traits to emphasize from most important to least important. So say I have two traits that I feel are the most important, I might score those out of four points. And you could look at it in tiers and say, this player is elite at this trait and give them four out of four. You can say they're good at this trait and give them three out of four. You could say they're average at this trait and give them two out of four. You could say they're bad at this trait and give them one out of four. And you would subsequently go through all the traits for that player's position that you're evaluating on film and give them that either th four out of four, three out of four, two out of four, one out of four. And when you're done, you'll add up the number that you've assigned to your player. 
divide it by the total number of possible points and multiply it by either 9, 10, or 100, whatever your scale is out of. And that is one way to uh, put together your, your overall score and put it into your own scoring scale to be able to give a player a film grade. Or if you're just using film for your overall evaluation, that will be your evaluation total for that player. And the other way to do it, if you don't believe in you know, favoring particular traits over others, if you feel like the total body of work is, is just as important, uh, is to give percentages out of one. So say you have ten traits, and you give each of the ten traits one possible point, you can assign uh, percentages, you know, 90%, 80%. Uh, these are really high-quality skills that the player is showing, maybe not elite or perfect, which you would give a one out of one. Or maybe, you know, you feel as though they're average, so maybe you're giving them a half a point or six-tenths of a point. And if you're, you're operating with ten traits and you give them each a point, you know, maybe a one-to-ten scale is going to work for you because now you just add up those numbers and there you have a possible number of points out of 10, which will fall directly into a 1 to 10 grading scale. So by and large, when you put all of this together and you, you find a way that works for you that fits your personal beliefs and you know, you're able to get a list of players completely organized and put together against this uh, development, this system, it really makes compiling a board so much easier because you're no longer looking at each player and saying I think this player is better than this player but he's not as good as this player so I'm gonna slot him here and then subsequently you have dilemmas where you're wrestling with player versus player without any numerical value assigned to it and you're asking yourself who would I rather have out of these players and there's so much context there that it really makes it difficult for you to put into perspective and come to a true honest evaluation of which player you would favor. So that by and large is the general theme of numerical scouting is just being able to correctly organize your thoughts cleanly with a system that you trust that will take a lot of your legwork out when it comes time to compiling your board because at the end of the day your board is the true reflection of your entire body of work for the season. So the less time that you can spend on determining where a player falls on your overall board, the more time you can spend on in-depth film evaluation, adding more players to your overall list, and being able to be as comprehensive as possible. Uh, so just real quick in summary, don't put something together and automatically assume that it's going to work for you. These are things that are going to have to evolve. Uh, NDT Scouting's been using the same scoring system for two years now, and it's continuing to evolve. You know, you're making tweaks. You, you might be subbing out traits, and that's fine. You simply are working to create the body uh, of and framework of an evaluation system that is going to give you results that most adequately and effectively reflect your own personal beliefs. So I know this one was a little bit short this week, but uh, we should have another one coming this weekend, uh, 365 Draft Episode 4. Uh, if you guys have anything that you want to hear, please reach out to me on Twitter, at NDT Scouting. You can find and contact me on NDTScouting.com itself. There's a, a form that you can fill out with 
know, your name, contact address, and uh, you can fill in text box and give any thoughts that you might have there as well. So um, short and sweet today, just a little bit of an argument for if you don't use numerical scouting, think about it. You know, really think about expanding your process and, and simplifying the process by looking for more in-depth situations. It's kind of an ironic twist on it to simplify things by adding more layers to it. But in the grand scheme of things, it, it has significantly helped me personally, and I feel like there's a lot of value there for a lot of folks who do a lot of great work. Um, so consider it. You know, sit down, play with it. This is that time of year where we have the time. We can put things together. We can look in retrospect at last year's and look at film before we're falling behind on next year's film and potentially put something together that might really work with you and, and help make life easier for you as you continue to grow an evaluator. So with that said, thank you for listening. Uh, until next time, this is Kyle Krabs. Thanks, guys.